Welcome to the INS Infusion Room, a podcast of the Infusion Nurses Society. The Infusion Nurses Society is recognized as the global authority in infusion therapy and is devoted to setting the standard for infusion care. I'm Dawn Berendt, your podcast host and the Clinical Education and Publications Manager for INS. Good morning. In the INS Infusion Room today, I have with me Craig Dice, Diane Wander, and Kathy. Help Yaquone. me say your last name. Oh, it's okay. Um, Smith. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's Yaquone. Okay, wonderful. Thank you so much for being with me. Thanks for having us. My guests today are with Moog Medical Devices Group. I'm going to ask each of you to introduce yourselves and tell a little bit about what you do with your organization. Craig, we'll start with you. Okay, thank you. My name is Craig Dice. I am currently the Director of Sales for the IV Division, representing the Curlin brand, uh, the Curlin 6000 in particular. I've been with Moog for eight years, just a hair over eight years now, and uh, I get the privilege of uh, calling Diane and Kathy my friends and colleagues. So, very fortunate, and uh, it's the first time we've been together in, I want to say, 17 months. So, just to sit here and look at their faces and make eye contact is <laughs> a real special day. Okay, Diane, let's have you tell about yourself. Okay, hi, I'm Diane Wander, and I've been at uh, Moog Medical for 11 years. I'm the Director of Clinical Programs, and um, I oversee the all clinical aspects of both the intralite, um, intral pumps and the curlin pumps. Okay. And Kathy? Well, thanks Tell for us having you us. Do. Yeah, this is a fun opportunity. And we're super happy to be here at INS. Welcome. Let's start with that over the moon. So my title is Clinical Services Manager. And what I do is oversee the external training team for all product lines for Moog Medical uh, in the United States. So that would be our Curlin 6000, our PainSmart, and our enteral uh, line, the Infinity Teal and the orange. Okay, wonderful. You sound busy. Well, I'm going to just give a shout out to my team. My team is super busy and I have a great job because of the wonderful nurses, uh, the clinical specialists that um, interface with our external customers every day. And um, throughout the uh, pandemic, they haven't missed a beat offering virtual tours of our pump and virtual training to home care and acute care. And it's been wonderful. So let's start talking about some of the types of devices that you offer in your organization and what makes them special for the populations that they are used. Really, our pumps are designed to be used mostly in the home arena to allow patients to go out of the hospital and still receive their therapies out in the world rather than being in the hospital. So they're really made to be small, accurate, easy to use, and really very flexible for the therapies they need to, to receive. So I have in front of me a brochure. Tell me about this specific one. What's this? Sure. What's the name of this That's one? the Curlin 6000 Ambulatory Infusion Pump. It, and it's a multi-therapy pump that is most predominantly used in the home care setting. Okay. So these are easy enough for patients to program. Yes. Um, patients actually don't do the programming, but they, they manage the infusion the pumps are set up usually by a I pharmacist see. or a nurse, and they're sent home to the patient. The patient and their caregivers are trained on how to keep the infusion going throughout their therapy. Yep. Okay. So does this pump have a library? It does have a library, yes. 
It's called the Protocol Library Safety Software. Tell about the library. Kathy, you want to tell about the library? <laughs> so uh, our library is called our Protocol uh, Library System. All of our pumps are enabled to have a library in them. Um, the libraries historically have been used in the acute care arena, but yes. we, we have seen more and more adoption in the home care space. Um, I don't know that um, a lot of people recognize how many errors happen in the home care setting. They're not as reported as they are in the acute care. So our system can hold over, over 100 drug library protocols. Those protocols have safety uh, nets, med limits, all built in for safety. Right. They're really a guide for the nurses and the pharmacists to just make sure that the protocols that the doctors use most often are in there and safely managed to prevent drug errors. Excellent. That is so good because in the home care setting, that's been something that's been missing for so long. And this is important. We're caring for more patients in the home setting than we ever have before. I see that trend continuing. And they deserve the same quality of care, the same quality of product that an inpatient patient has. Mm -hmm. And it's really great when we see research and development that has taken us to this place in the home. And you don't have to be near a massive server that's downloading new information to this device because it's all consolidated right within your pump. So, Craig, I'm going to ask you to talk about research and development. And do you have new products coming? Do you have some improvements in the future that you'd like to share with us? Yes. How much time do we have in this podcast? <laughs> you can just start talking right now. We'll cut you off when we're no, done. <laughs> really appreciate the ask. And it's something that uh, it's been a long time coming. I think I can look at Diane and she's nodding vehemently around that. But uh, we're very excited. We do have some uh, next generational products mm -hmm. in our proverbial pipeline. We actually have already flirted with the FDA on initial submission. We have some homework to do. And we're uh, diligently completing that homework at a high level. The, the Curlin brand in particular, we can go all the way back to the Curlin 2000. We had a Curlin 4000. Currently, it's the uh, Curlin 6000. So it's probably no riddle that our next generation pump is going to be called the Curlin 8000. Um, <laughs> okay. Just a natural progression of things. But uh, that, that's what we're looking forward to. And I know Diane and, and, and Kathy, all the, our, our team of clinicians are just so outstanding. Um, and our infusion partners actually had a, a, a big say in, in this product and device. And we've even heard that uh, just in the few moments we've had at, at our booth uh, this morning where some of our infusion partners have come up and are actually excited about what we're yes. going to bring to the table yeah. with our next generation. So, so I know... Whenever anything's in the process with FDA, we have to be very careful not to talk about things too explicitly, so we won't go there. Um, let me ask you this. Have you had the opportunity to hear from clinicians at bedside, at chairside in the home setting, to get feedback to help with the revisions for the Curlin 8000? Human factors? Is that, is that something we can yeah. speak Absolutely. about? Absolutely. Yeah. Can we talk about so, human factors? I, 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 well, I mean, I'm a sales guy. I, I, I like to talk, so okay. I, would, I, would love to, <laughs> I would love to say some things. I'm sure some of our compliance and regulatory folks internally at Moog might, uh, might frown upon it. But uh, I, I know that the initial, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, because obviously, Diane, you were, you were the, the point person here. So please add some context to it. But uh, 
I literally just within the last 15 minutes uh, prior to sitting down in this chair was having a conversation with one of our infusion partners uh, that's loyal to the Curlin brand who actually mm -hmm. participated in the human factors uh, trial. And even though it was a little dated and she was kind of scratching her, her brain a little bit to, to kind of recall some of the likes and dislikes, it was a, a very positive message coming out of uh, her opinion and feedback. Excellent. So, yeah. so when we look at human factors impact and what that actually means to the fingers that are touching the pump, what it actually means when you're processing the steps of setting up an infusion, what it actually means for a patient who's able to silence an alarm and, and be confident that they haven't changed everything by silencing that alarm. Understanding how that product works in the hands of the individual that's using it is essential. So I'm happy to hear that, that we have that story in the background of your research and development. Yeah, can I just add to that? Not only the point that you made, but it's also important to design the pump to be used in the context and the environments that it will be used in, not, yes. not in a lab somewhere. So a lot of the development work we've done is making sure that with the noise and the interruptions and the light being low and the air being cold or hot, you know, that the person using the pump doesn't fall down into bad paths. Yes, abuse. yes, so yes. That's important. I know exactly what that means and what you're talking about, and it is a very important part of, of that. So, Kathy, tell me about your favorite part about being an educator. Oh, gosh. Um, you know, when I first, I used to work for Quorum. That's what I always say that as a director of nursing and when I came from um, as a provider to medical device, I worried that I would miss the patient interaction and the clinical side. Sure, sure. But medical device has been an eye-opening experience. And under the guidance of Diane, she's really able to bridge the patient care piece and the importance of the patient care piece um, where you feel like on a day-to-day -day basis, you're making a difference. We're t my team supports, as I said, any kind of incoming calls, support calls, training. And so we daily we speak with customers and patients and actual end users. And we talk them off the ledge every day. You know, maybe right. they're just, you know, they, they didn't get the training that they needed in the hospital. We're very proud of our website and the training tools that we've developed that are on the website for somebody to search for and find the support. We're super proud of our 24 by 7 clinical support. They can call our 800 number on the back of the pump and get a live uh, clinician for support. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So our daily interaction with our patients makes this job really fulfilling. So I want to let our listeners know that we have the link to the Moog site, website, in our show notes below. You'll be able to click there and go see just exactly what Kathy's talking about. Diane, I have a question for you. Let's talk about the five modes of therapy that we see in your pumps and what kind of patients are these devices used for? Right. So, so the Curlin pump has the typical five modes that most um, home care pumps have. So your um, continuous, TPN, intermittent, PCA, and variable um, infusion modes. Most commonly in the home setting, we're seeing antibiotics. That's that's the number one drug sure, that's used. Sure. So not a, all antibiotics use infusion pumps, but certainly a lot of our customers are using um, our pump for antibiotic delivery on a wide range of patients. So very young to very old in the home setting. 
Um, of course, TPN is a common, you know, that's just kind of your go-to. It's a standard Absolutely, therapy. Right. Yeah. So that's also very young to, can be very old. Um, kind of the more interesting thing that we're seeing now is more of the specialty drugs being used outside of the infusion center in the home setting, outside of the acute care and moving into home. With the healthcare changing the way it has over the last year and a half, a lot more infusions are going to the home setting. And so certainly our pumps are being used in new and exciting ways all the time. So it's And there's a bigger ask on the home devices. You know, there's a bigger uh, expectation of ability. I'm happy that you were ready for this. You know, I see you nodding your head. Tell us how you were ready for such an impact that brought more patients into the home for the infusion care. You know, our team at Moog, we we all know the device very well. We know the customers. We really understand what kind of training and tools are needed. Our sales force is top notch. They they know how to how to train on the pump or how to support the customer and their needs. So I think we um, just took this opportunity that we've all gone through for the you know the last year and a half to really just step up our game. We couldn't be there in front of the customers, so we, out of necessity, came up with other ways to support our customers. And I think Kathy talked about some of those ways already. Absolutely. I have uh, one more question, and then I'm going to have each of you just give your closing thoughts. So my next question is, I'm looking again at, at the device itself. And this looks like a highly portable piece of equipment, very easy. Tell us about that. Um, What are the favorite aspects about its portability? You know, it is an ambulatory pump. And so patients can be put on the pump. Let's just say it's a chemotherapy patient. And they go into the ambulatory care center. They get the pre-drugs ahead of time. And then they set them up on our pump, tuck the pump into a fanny pack, Mm -hmm. or any kind of a backpack. And then the patient goes on with their life. And so it's about quality of life, I think, mostly. Uh, You know, again, I say we should never wrap medicine around a patient. Um, We should try to slip into their lives and let them carry on because if they can carry on with regular daily life, that's what we all crave, right? Be able to go out, go shopping, go get your groceries, go visit people go you know carry on and have a quality of life and that is the best part of what we can offer is that patients can go back to work go to school you know carry on and and feel empowered that yeah this is a little hiccup in our life right now but we can get through this and we can get back to living it brings a sense of normalcy that just wouldn't be there otherwise yes craig what do you have to add to that yeah, to kind of coattail on Kathy's comments, obviously, uh, patient is first in Moog and our company, uh, not just the clinicians, but uh, the sales team, our customer service team, our engineers, our manufacturers. We, uh, we really pride ourselves on the patient first mentality. And I think uh, we kind of touched on voice of customer being a very valuable add to the uh, kind of next generation device and where the, the Curlin 6000 is currently at. And I always like to go back to the history of the device and kind of the growth and maturation of it in a sense. And the one thing that's always been static has been patient first and, and the voice of, of customers, because not only are the clinicians interacting with the hands-on mentality, obviously, but the patients interact with it with the hands-on mentality as well. And uh, simplicity and ease of use are really uh, key and then and safety is really uh, is number one. And I think that everything that was kind of built in and designed into this device, it, it really kind of uh, 
it screams to a certain effect, uh, the easy use and the simplicity and the durability, everything you want in a home infusion device, but safety and, and patient first uh, is really what uh, we pride ourselves on with the, the Curlin brand. And not to get too over the top salesy with this, but I want to not let Diane get away with complimenting the sales team here because that the clinical team here at Moog is, uh, is, is the cream of the crop, top notch in the industry. Not only the 24 7, 365 support, the dedicated clinical website, all of the clinical um, collateral, we'll call it, that's uh, actually sitting in front of you right now that we offer. But we have a full staff of clinicians that go out there every day uh, pre pandemic to do uh, hands-on training. And the way that we've reacted to the current environment out there mm -hmm. in this virtual yes. world, uh, we do live web stream trainings around the clock, but the clinical team needs to take a, uh, a front seat here with uh, what we bring to the table because, you know, the merit of the pump, uh, we're proud of that in its own right. And I think a lot of infusion devices out on the market can probably claim the same things as far as durability, ease of use and safety. But one thing that really helps Moog stand out and as the market leader in home infusion is our clinical team and clinical support. And uh, I think Diane and Kathy uh, should take a lot of credit for that. And, and the team is here at INS um, in full effect. They had a team meeting this week to, to get together. And I know that's been a long time coming in this uh, virtual environment, but uh, it's one thing that really helps Moog stand out and the Curlin brand stand out is the clinical support, uh, not only from a peer-to-peer -peer level, but from a patient level as well. We're a very tight-knit team, can you tell? <laughs> but we, we do. We collaborate a lot. Diane, do you have any closing thoughts? Yeah, I was just sitting here thinking about when I was a baby uh, graduate nurse back, out, I won't say how long ago, but, you know, I never dreamed where my nursing career would take me. And um, I sit here really proud to be working for a company such as Moog Medical. And I'm really proud of our devices and our team and just... You know, you, you leave the clinical setting thinking you're, you're leaving nursing a little bit, but actually we're actually representing the nurses within our organization so that their voices are heard Absolutely. within our organization. And supporting patients and clinicians with the devices that enable them to do their good work. I hear you. Okay, Kathy, do you have one last comment? Sure. Um, as Craig mentioned that we had our clinical team meeting, we haven't met in over a year and the purpose of our meeting was to collaborate together to see what else can we do to promote our training and our support? What else can we do to reach through to our end user to make that pump more user-friendly? What other tools will help that end user to, you know, to go home and to settle down on their couch with that pump and to review everything that was told to them and to make sense of it and to say, all mm -hmm. right, I think mm -hmm. I got this. And um, I've been with Moog for five years, so I'm kind of still a baby nurse with Moog, but I've grown so much in five years, and I just see the, the intense thought process behind all of the clinical materials that we come up with and the continued objective of making it better yes. for our end yeah. user. Our sales team is also top-notch, and they lean on us, and we lean on them to say, hey, this customer reached out to us, you know, our customers know our sales guys. They know them by first names. They're, you know, they, they're part of their family as well. So it's really a, it is a great place to work. Well, I'm going to close up this session then of INS Infusion Room. I want to thank Craig Dice, Diane Wander, 
and Kathy, I'll never see your name Kathy, right. Yakon. Say it for me. Kathy Yakbone. Yakbone. <laughs> Thank you so much for being Thank our you. guest. Thank you. It's been wonderful. This concludes this episode of INS Infusion Room, a podcast of the Infusion Nurses Society. We welcome your comments. You can reach us at infusionroom at ins1.org. That's infusionroom at ins1.org. Thank you for listening.